Thank you for listening to Calvary Temple Church Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, please consider doing so. This special series, hosted by Pastor Mark and Ruth, dives deeper into the book of Mark, the life of the disciples, and what following Jesus was really like. We hope this encourages you in your spiritual growth. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Mark and Ruth again, and thanks for joining us. Uh, Last time we kind of jumped into the Gospel of Mark and sharing about this, and we're so excited, and we uh, we want to pick up on a verse where we were at, but let's stop and pray for a moment, and then we're going to jump in here today. Yeah. Father, thank you today for your love. Yes. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. You. Lord, we pray that you would just take all of us deeper, Lord, in learning to know you, learning to follow you, learning to love you and understand more who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, it's great to be here again. Uh, Ruth and I are excited to share. And I want to jump in here today. Uh, I was just sharing with Ruth the other night. Something really stood out to me in Mark 1, a verse that I feel like is a real key to this whole book. And it's when Jesus first called his disciples. And remember it says in Mark 1, and it's in that passage 14 to 20, but where he said the times come, the kingdom of God is near, repent, believe the good news. That was his message. Mm-hmm. Then he began to call the disciples. Remember the first ones we see here are fishermen and uh, be Simon, whom we know as Peter and Andrew. But Jesus said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And it dawned on me that all through the gospel of Mark, as these disciples leave everything to follow Jesus, he is teaching them how to fish for people, or in other words, how to reach people. And it just caused me to begin to look at all these miracles and healings Mm -hmm. differently because what's driving Jesus or what's the passion of Jesus isn't just, it isn't to do miracles, it's to reach people. Mm -hmm. But when he's doing that, we see the power and the authority that he is God. Mm -hmm. He has the answer. He has the truth. It's the good news that he's come to set us free, to give us eternal life. And so we're not going to unpack all of these passages in Mark 1. We're going to move into Mark 2. But with that understanding, I thought, let's just mention these today about Jesus' love for people. He says, come, follow me, and I'll make you Fishers of men, or I will send you to fish for people, to reach people. And actually the ESV says, become mm-hmm. fishers of men. And and it's because that's what he makes of us. He's going to teach us how to become. Mm-hmm. But what we see here is these disciples following Jesus, mm-hmm. they're watching him, they're learning from him, and eventually Jesus will send them out to do the very things that he's been teaching them. Mm-hmm. So let's see what we can learn today, because right after that, in, in, in verses 21 to 28, we won't read all these today, but we find Jesus going into the synagogue there in Capernaum, uh, and Mark will focus a lot on Jesus' ministry in Galilee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus, as he began to teach, did so with such an authority 
that people are listening to it and they're going, we've never heard anybody teach like this. It's like they could recognize this really has the authority and the stamp of God. Something new and different. It it unpacks the the Old Testament in a way where they're realizing, wow, Mm -hmm. you know, and Jesus is getting at the heart of what God's word is saying. And after all, he's God. They don't know that yet, but he's teaching with that authority. But something interesting happened while they were there is that there was a man that was at the synagogue, but he was actually possessed by a demon. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus began to teach with that kind of authority, Mm -hmm. he reacted. He responded. That demon in him was all against that. Recognizes the Lord. A- absolutely. Because that's something that is really remarkable, and is that the human beings weren't able to see in him the Messiah, the Son of God, but the evil spirits immediately recognize him. We know who you are. That's right. The Holy One, the the the, the Son of God, they immediately gave him or called him by the proper name. And the Lord didn't want them to... He's, to be this, their, his advertising. Exactly. <laughs> or, or bring out the what who he was. It wasn't the time yet, but... The, the, and the Lord commanded sternly to, to, to be quiet and to don't say anything. But um, it's, it's amazing to me. It's, it's, it's remarkable how immediately the evil spirits recognize him for who he is yeah. and bow down because they not only recognize him, but they bow down before and, him. And it, it challenges us to say that when we come together as as the people of God, we need the Lord's presence in a powerful way. Mm -hmm. Because sadly, there are people who have been around, their lives are filled with evil, evil, they're bound by evil, Mm -hmm. but there's no change. May the Lord use us to talk and share about Jesus in such a way that it penetrates the hearts of people who need to be set free. Oh, as, as the, this book of Mark uh, teaches is the Lord came to undo the work of Satan in people's lives. So the Lord now has his people, his true disciples, not everyone who called themselves Christian, but his true disciple, the ones that follow the Lord and spend time with the Lord, um, his true disciples to undo the work of Satan in this world. God wants our lives anointed with his presence that the word that goes out will penetrate hearts. Amen. But notice when this man responded, Jesus just immediately, like you said, be quiet. It wasn't the time yet. And God doesn't want Satan doing our advertising. Uh, but he said, come out of him. And Jesus said it sternly. And the, the, the demon shrieked, the man shrieked. And, but then the people are amazed, not just at his teaching, but the authority that Jesus has over all evil. And I just want to mention that, you know, we see a lot of people around us whose lives are bound with with destructive things. They are not necessarily all bound by demons, but they're bound by sin. And we need to see that Jesus 
That's why he came, Amen. is to set people free, and he has the authority Amen. and the power to do so. Amen. No matter what people are bound in, be it drugs or alcohol or pornography or things we don't even always think about, the anger and the other, Jesus can set people free, but he also can set people free from demonic possession. And we've, we've, we've witnessed that in our life, see Jesus do that. And you were so right when you were saying that the priority of the Lord wasn't the crowds. It wasn't even the miracles. The, the priority of the Lord was, first of all, do the will of the Father. Mm -hmm. Spend time with his 12 and teach them what, and prepare them and train them what they need to receive for the time when the Lord go back to with his Father. And third, was to preach the word. That was the Lord's priority. The Lord, the Lord was preaching the, the word in the synagogues at the Galilee Sea. Wherever. Wherever he was going. He was preaching the word before he healed. Mm -hmm. Before he, he, he do anything, he was preaching the word. The kingdom is at hand. But sometimes we think that the kingdom is just the miracles. The crowds follow him for the miracles yeah. because everybody was or possessed or sick but the crowds followed him to receive a miracle but that wasn't the lord's priority the lord's priority was to spend time with the father and receive from him and he said i i am doing what the father told, well, tells me to do and also to train the 12. the the preaching of jesus the ministry of jesus is to help us understand God's purpose. He came to bring us salvation and to bring us Hallelujah. into relationship with himself, to give us Hallelujah. eternal to show us the life. Father. To, to, to show to, us the Father. Yes, but I want to focus on the eternal life part, you know, in that because, well, just to put what you're saying, the heart of the Father is he loves us, you know. and uh, But it's to bring us into relationship. Sin separates Hallelujah. us. And Jesus came with the message of the love of God the Father, that he loved us so much he sent his only son. And eternal life. And, and it brings us to life. And in that process, God heals. He forgives. He saves. Hallelujah. He, he sets people free. Amen. And that's what he's done here. And right after this, Jesus went with now these four disciples uh, James and John and Peter and Andrew and, and they went into, they went into, I don't know yet <laughs> they went into Peter's house they just kind of gather there but when they get there Peter's mother-in-law is really really sick with a fever mm -hmm. we don't know what all is going on Pandemia. and uh, no, <laughs> but it's mentioned it's mentioned to Jesus and Jesus goes to her and immediately heals her and raises her up. And she just began to minister. And, and it just shows us. And, and when people got word of this, they began to gather around the house. There were many more people, one in healing, that were demon-possessed, and he set them free. Jesus is just ministering to people wherever he goes. Yes. And that's so awesome. And that's how he's out of compassion. Absolutely. His love. For, for the needy 
and out of compassion, totally out of compassion. A absolutely. But I remember, we, we will see that passage later, but I remember when the Lord just avoid the crowds, we are going to see that later, he will avoid the crowds and just ask the 12 to come with him into a isolated place because he need to spend time with the 12. It's interesting that you mentioned the isolation because right after this, immediately the next morning in chapter 1 and 35 to 39, just let me read a verse or two. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And then Simon, who we know as Peter, and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone's looking for you. Yes. And they were so excited about what's going on. They're all caught up with the crowds. Popularity. But Jesus, Jesus understood the priority of getting with the Father. And after all this ministry, he finds a way and a time and a place to get alone with the Father. So important in our, our lives as followers of Jesus. And the, the disciples will learn this as they watch Jesus and walk with him, that we spend time with him. The authority that he gives us to be able to speak his word and teach and minister in his name is not ours, it's his but it comes from spending time with him. Amen. And what's interesting is the priority here. Jesus wasn't saying, oh man, there's so many needs. Yeah, we got to get back. We got a crowd. Let's take advantage of this. What Jesus, did, the Lord said. Jesus replied, let's go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That's why I've come. In my heart, that was the conversation that he had with the father. Exactly. Let's go out to other places because that's my, my plan and purpose. Exactly. To be here. And so we, we again see Jesus loved people. He ministered to the crowds, but it, his goal was never to be, get big crowds. His goal was to bring the gospel to people Amen. and see lives change. Follow me, he says, and I will make you fishers of men. I will teach you how to reach people. That's why Jesus came. Yes. Isn't that awesome? Amen. And then we see after that, that, uh, you know, he's going all over, he's preaching, he's ministering. And Mark, for some reason, throughout this, because of the audience, he, men he mentions a lot throughout his gospel of Jesus' authority to cast out demons. So apparently there was a lot of demon possession they're running, uh, you know, into. But we need to understand Jesus has authority over all evil, over demons, demon possession, over whatever binds people's lives, uh, sin. Jesus has authority over it all. Amen. Amen. And then, love, talk with us a little bit. What do you see out of this next passage where Jesus heals this man with leprosy. What stands out to you with that? Well, for me, is that his compassion continues uh, being his um, key thing, his motto, his, his, his main activity, because the, the, the scriptures say that the leper came to him imploring him and kneeling to him and saying, if you will, you can make me clean. And the, 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 even... The, the ESV say moved with pity 
Um, or compassion is but meant. But it's, it's, it's the compassion of the mm -hmm. Lord's heart. Uh, he, he's not doing things just to show up, just to demonstrate that he's the son of God or the son of man. Um, he is not there to demonstrate that he's the Messiah. He's doing these miracles just out of compassion, out of love. It's not to show up. Amen. So Notice the man's question. Uh -huh. He said, if you're willing. Yes. What does that say to you? About Jesus. That is exploring his heart, exploring his heart and his mercy is how is how it, 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 it speaks to my heart, you know. He is reaching the mercy of God. He is, he is appealing to his compassion, but no imposing himself. It's, it's just reaching to Amen. his mercy and his compassion. And I, I wonder how many people feel like, I don't know if God cares about me or not. Mm. And this man saying, if you're willing, and Jesus says, I'm willing. Yes, that was his and, immediate, immediate and, answer. And so for us to understand. And touch him. And he touched him. For mm -hmm. us to understand, God loves people. Amen. And no matter who we are, no matter what's happened in our life, no matter, you know, you, you mentioned he touched him. Lepers in Jesus' day were untouchable. Yeah. You don't touch them. You don't hang out with them. You don't get close. And Jesus touched them. God wants to touch our lives. Yeah. Nobody's beyond his touch. Nobody, no how one. smelly, how ugly it looks, and how smelly it is. The Lord wants to touch us. Or or how much we've done wrong. Yeah. Or where we're, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, in the, I mean in the spiritual way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just yeah. no one's beyond his love but and Jesus healed him. Interesting about this this particular um, um, event is that he asked the Lord asked him sternly to don't mention to anybody that just go to the temple and do what the law says, what Moses mm -hmm. has commanded um, for a testimony. For testimony, yes, um, and for a proof to them, those ones were yeah. in the temple. That's interesting. Yeah, the synagogue. That's a gem. That's just, just that part to prove. Yeah. To to for a proof to them is just a, a a pearl that is worthy that whoever is listening to us today it, it will be good to explore more. But anyway. Yeah, because uh, God wants to use our lives to be a testimony to others. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, and in the temple. Yeah, or the, the synagogue, whichever it was here. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and um. Uh, but he didn't do that. He went to speak freely, and that created a little um, inconvenience for the Lord because after that he had to go to desolated places to preach the gospel. He didn't care, I suppose, but he couldn't enter into the towns. His plan, he said before, let's go on to the next towns, but he couldn't enter into the towns because this guy made him even more famous. And uh, and he has to go to desolated places to preach the gospel. Yeah. But the people went there yeah. looking for him. Yeah, and that's just something about Jesus early in his ministry. He wasn't out trying to draw crowds. He was out trying to reach people and to share the gospel and to use these and teach these disciples. It's interesting that you say that because um, in now, in our last uh, Bible study, latest Bible study, we did it online. So 
one of our girls was from London, and um, and uh, and she say, why Jesus? She asked. She always asked interesting questions, but in that particular time, she said, why Jesus didn't want to be popular and famous? I don't understand that. Everybody nowadays wants to be popular and famous. Yeah, and it go. clicked, yeah. Yeah, we go. Because Jesus cares it's, about people. He wants to change the, hearts. It's not the role model that we receive from the Lord. Yeah. It's not the role model but that he, we receive he, from the Lord. He does minister to crowds, but he pours in to the smaller groups, and he cares about people. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be able to get today into Chapter 2 also. <laughs> and uh, in Chapter 2, after doing some of this traveling around, in the desolated he, places. <laughs> he, he comes back to Capernaum yeah. and begins to minister, but people hear he's there again. And again, the house where he's at, people begin to gather around. They fill the house. They're outside. The crowd is again so tight around. He's in town. He's that, in town. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> but there's something interesting that happened here. There were a group of there were there were four men that had a friend that was paralytic, and they really wanted to get him to Jesus. And I think there we'll see also the paralytic wanted to come to Jesus because of the way Jesus talks to him. But I'm getting ahead of that. So they they come, and the only way they could get to him, the way the many of the homes were designed then, there would be kind of a stairwell on the outside that would go up to the roof. Yeah. And these weren't like ours with shingle roofs and everything. They would be thatched, or they would have mud, or they would have various things and clay. And and these men went up on top of that roof, and Jesus inside, they actually began to take the roof apart, and they lowered this man on ropes down to Jesus to get him to Jesus. They were so concerned about getting him to the Lord. It was just absolutely amazing. What's interesting uh, is when they got them down, you know, Jesus did something he's not done up to this point. He looked at that man, and instead of saying, you want healing, it's obvious, Jesus says to him, son, your sins are forgiven. That's Mark 2, 5. Son, your sins are forgiven. And when I read that, and I was looking at that earlier today, it dawned on me, Jesus saw that this man also wanted to get to Jesus. He wasn't just there because his friends. He is interested to get there. But he needed help, and his friends had amazing faith to get him there. They knew that. We'll talk about that. But Jesus said, your, son, your sins are forgiven. This man is looking for something for Jesus, and Jesus recognized it. What's, uh, what's interesting is how some of the people responded. The teachers of the law, they were angry. They thought nobody can forgive sins, blasphemy. but God mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. So they took it as blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Nobody can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what that tells us? Jesus is God. Amen. Because he says, your sins are forgiven. Yes. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome. And, uh, and then Jesus put something I want you to share here because uh, Jesus says to him, what's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, uh, take up your mat, and walk. What's easier, to forgive sins or to heal? You want to share on some of that? Sure. Um, 
I would like to come back a little, uh, a, a little back that you just said, um, and uh, about the friends bringing yes. the paralytic. And I, I would like to say that when we really see Jesus as who he is, we not only run to him because we are so attracted to him. We are so impelled, if I can say. Mm -hmm. um, passionate. Passion, and not only passionate, but we are pushed. Mm -hmm. Our spirit pushes us to go to the Lord Jesus. Yeah, compelled, yeah. Compelled, not impelled. Compelled. We are so compelled to come to him, to run to him, but we are compelled also to bring others. Yes. Because, so true. Oh my goodness, we have discovered the, the one that our soul loves. We have discovered how our emptiness is filled up. And, and when we found the cure for our souls, our minds, our spirits, our bodies, we have to share it. We have found the one that our yeah. lives need. So. Only when we discover who really Jesus is, no religion, no denomination, no um, any any uh, particular doctrine, is about Jesus. Amen. When we found the person of Jesus, when we found God, then we are compelled to share it with others. So, and this man had no way to get to Jesus. But his friends loved him but so much friends, that they did whatever it took to get him to Jesus. Exactly. And uh, you asked me to to talk about this part um, about when is it about blasphemy? That's the part. That no, you about the, about comparing forgiveness of sins and healing. Oh Lord, um, the Lord sometimes in our relationship with the Lord nowadays is. Everything about give me, give me. Lord, heal my marriage. Lord, heal my finances. Lord, heal my body. Lord, heal this. Lord, fix this. Yeah, bless but, me. Lord, bless me. But what the Lord wants with us is a holistic, mm -hmm. a holistic package. He wants to forgive my sins first. He wants to heal my soul first, my 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 inner being first before he give me anything else. Yeah. He wants to give me my healing. He wants to fix my marriage, my finances, and every area of What's my life. What's the most important thing? But the Lord wants to start from the first that needs to be fixed, and is my soul, is my spirit. He forgive my sins first. He wants to deal with that aspect first because it's, nothing is really fixed or, or, or repaired if he give me the things that I ask him to do and my sins are still If our heart isn't changed, I'm forgiven. We need, the greatest thing we need is to be brought into relationship with the Lord. Amen. That's the most, there, there, nothing else compares with that. Yes, his love, he cares about all these other things in our life. But most important is that we understand and receive forgiveness of sins. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's um, what, that's what I, I would like to say about it. Yeah. Our time is running so fast. I would like to be able to hit one more passage 
And it's this next one in verses 13 to 17, when Jesus again begins to call another disciple. But this is different than the fishermen. They're out there earning this, uh, what we would probably call a hardworking, honest day's labor. But the next person that Jesus called is somebody that all of that, all of the Jewish people would have looked down on as a traitor, as not worthy of God, as a traitor to them and their nation, because he was a tax collector. He was working for the Romans who had power over the Jews, was getting wealthy off his own people. He was so hated and despised. We'll know him as Matthew. Later on, he'll write the book of Matthew. But when Jesus is walking along and teaching, again, he's teaching. Uh, his priority. Yeah. <laughs> Levi, son of Alphaeus, who we'll know as Matthew, Jesus says, same thing to him, follow me. And he does. And But something interesting happened. Matthew, or Levi, he had a party that day. He got all his friends other tax collectors, other bad sinners gathered at the house. And Jesus sat down, had dinner with them. It's like they're having a party. And all these religious people are looking at that going, well, who in the world does he think he is? Those guys are the worst. And if he were really somebody from God, he wouldn't have anything to do with them. And we need to understand that the God we serve, the Jesus that we serve, loves people, even those that whoever else will look down on and say they're not worthy or it won't have anything to do. Jesus reached out and Matthew followed Jesus. Amen. Isn't that awesome? I think there is a link between what we were talking before and, and, and this story of Levi or Matthew um, I think there is hope. The Lord brought hope for those ones who recognize that they were sinners. That's right. For those ones who admit their, their own sin. Uh, if if we there is there is hope because there are forgiveness of That's sin. Right. Uh, so between the paralytic That's guy right. and Levi, it's not much difference because Amen. I think Levi and Matthew recognize his own need of a savior, his own need of of, of God's forgiveness. Amen. And and no one more than the Jews understand what it is to stand up in in judgment in the judgment of God, um um, and be. And tremble because they knew that stand before the judgment of God with sins without forgiveness, you are dead. You are Amen. dead. So they understood perfectly the need of, of God's forgiveness of a savior. So when that's what we need to understand nowadays. Our own need, not not dress ourselves with our own righteousness right. or that I, I am a good person I don't need any I don't need Jesus or if if I have give my life to the Lord after that I dress on my own righteousness no we need to recognize day by day that we need the Lord's forgiveness day by day because we are we, before we need the, him we are before the you Holy make God. a good connection and it's this last verse I want to mention in 217 on hearing this, Jesus said to them at their 
complaining about and being with, with these kind of people. Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, yeah, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The paralytic, we recognize the physical need of healing, but Jesus saw the need of forgiveness of sins. With Levi, it wasn't so much an outward healing, but he needed forgiveness of sins. And Jesus equated health and healing and a doctor and forgiveness with both. You're right. The greatest need of our lives is forgiveness of sins. And how he wasn't going to make a party for the Lord, he was extremely happy to belong. Amen. He was an outcast. And now he, he's now he, he was an outcast for the Romans, despite he works for them, and he was an outcast for being Jew, and he was an outcast for the Jews for work for the Romans. So when the Lord said, "Follow me," how he could throw a party. Amen. He was super happy. He was so excited. And the only people that he knew was another outcast. Plus, the word of God says, because those tax collectors, because many tax collectors and sinners were already following him and believing in yeah. his words. He wasn't the only sinner that was following oh, him. Absolutely. Others were there. So it was just... Everyone. Give me more, Lord, from you. Give me more of you. That's, Not do for me, do for me. No, give me more of yeah. you. You have a word of eternal life. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for those who are listening today that say, wow, I've, I've messed up so bad or I'm so far away. We want people to know today that Jesus loves you and he can forgive all our sins, he can heal us, he can make us new, he can give us eternal life. Amen. So if you're listening today, you want that. Pray this with us. Amen. Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. But Lord, thank you for loving me so much. You gave your son Jesus to come to die for me, to be raised again, to bring eternal life. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Make me a new person. Help me to follow you every day with all my heart and all my life. Father, even if I have been following you, make me closer to you. Amen. Make me a stronger disciple to be Amen. able to share with others about your love and your grace. Yes. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please, if you have questions or you want, uh, we'd love to hear what Jesus is doing in your life. Yes, please. Follow, follow up uh, online with us, and uh, we would love to be able to check us out at ctagspearfish.com. Again, ctagspearfish.com. God bless. Thanks for joining us. Amen.